everybody. It's uh, Colton Steinbaugh again with the Inspire Podcast. We're providing fearless B2B insights one week at a time. Uh, today, I'm with uh, three gentlemen who are part of our exhibit logistics group who, uh, due to the, the recent COVID crisis, have made a, a quick and dramatic pivot in their business to help supply PPE uh, to the, the greater business community. Um, so with no further introduction, we've got Ty Houston, why don't you uh, give us a quick introduction? Yeah, my name is Ty Houston. I'm business development director at Z- Exhibit Logistics, and uh, yeah, happy to be here. All right. We've got uh, Andy Dean. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm the uh, vice president and general manager of Exhibit Logistics by Dean Houston, Inc. And uh, last but certainly not least, Dale Dean. How you doing? Hey, good, Colton. Hey, I'm Dale Dean. I'm the CEO and the founder of Dean Houston and uh, of our division, uh, Exhibit Logistics. And uh, love doing these things with you, Colton. So uh, let's rock and roll, man. Let's, uh, let's highly, get this done. Highly appreciate it. So I teased a little bit of the story that we'll unpack here. Um, you know, but obviously, Exhibit Logistics, you guys specialize in trade shows, right? Have there uh, been any recent changes in, in your <laughs> operations due to uh, global events? Mm-hmm. Well, Andy, you want to take that one because, uh, you know, that's a, that's a heck of a good way to lead in there, Colton. Yeah, the trade show business, as you know, has been, been uh, was one of the first, uh, first companies or first businesses, industries that was uh, hit by the, this COVID-19 uh, thing. So, uh, Andy, what do you think about that? Yeah, I uh, ramped up a little faster than what we thought, you know, going from postponed to uh, canceled to rescheduled a year later. Um, so yeah, we've uh, we've definitely had some some new changes and some new challenges in in being a sustainable business and and not only that but coming up with creative solutions to keep us moving forward. Yeah, I tell you, Colton, it, you know it was quite devastating. You know, it was interesting because you know I'm going to say this was probably uh, at the end of February. We 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 had a huge trade show out in Las Vegas. And Tyler, I, I don't know, did we have other shows up through March? I mean, we had one scheduled. Uh, that we were doing for a client. We we had lots of little shows going on, but major shows. You know, we had one schedule was going to be in the middle of March. We had everything ready to go. Everything's on the dock. These guys uh, were ready to rock and roll. Uh, I think some guys were off at some trade shows, setting up trade shows in March, weren't they, Ty? I mean, uh, yeah, we, we had a couple of shows in March, but for for the most part, uh, you know, I think March fifteenth. That's pretty much uh, that was the cutoff date, huh? Pretty much. That's when trade shows started to decline. And I mean, it came fast. It was like getting hit in the mouth with a baseball bat. So it was it was really, really fast. Yeah, it really is. You know, and so we, we you know, as you know, you know, we've got that huge facility out there. You know, we, we're a total turnkey solution, you know, in our exhibit group, you know. And and so we've got this entire facility. We've got a whole staff of people, you know, they're all working around trade shows. And one day everybody's rocking and rolling. This is a really busy trade show season time for us, and then all of a sudden it just came to a screeching halt, man. In in uh, in one brief moment, you know, and uh, that was quite a wake up call as we were trying to to figure out like where the heck is this going? Now, at first, I will say this, you know, at first, you know, a lot of the effort was they're canceling, they're reorienting. So, Joe, so here's we are. We're trying to to adjust to this for our clients because they're contacting us like, what's going on? What are we going to do? And, you know, so we're adjusting, we're talking to all the trades. So we were busy as heck just trying to, you know, just trying to adapt to this, you know? And uh, so, so that was like kind of the first thing. And uh, 
when this first happened. So you get through that first couple weeks of just trying to readjust, you know, for the clients. Cause you know, at the end of the day, Colton, you know, we're still taking care of every one of those clients and, and these are things they had to, we had to take care of, you know? So, uh, and I mean, what was that, uh, you know, I'll throw this back to, to Andy and Tyler, like, you know, in the shop, I wasn't out there, you know, I mean, like what was going on? Like what, what were the, uh, what were the activities you guys were doing, you know, scrambling around there at the end? Go ahead, Andy. I'll, I'll let you answer that one. <laughs> I think the greatest activity was trying to figure out what we were going to do with the volumes of freight that were piling up and staging uh, that, you know, the advanced warehouses and direct to shows weren't going to take. So mm, yeah, uh, it became a production issue. And then, you know, as these things started repurposing, it was the open communication with the customers on, you know, what, what do we do now that, that these things aren't going to happen? So, so you guys are flying around. I mean, Tyler, I really liked your analogy, like getting hit in the jaw with a baseball bat. Um, yeah. Somebody who has had that happen to him, that's not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it was completely innocent. It, it was actually playing baseball, I promise. No, no, no weirdness. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're running around. You know, it's clear that your first thought is how do we take care of our customers? You know, that, that came through apparently. Yeah. But how does this idea then of, of starting to produce PPE, I mean, you guys are experts in, in custom fabrication and you're really good at building stuff and manufacturing things, but correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you know, face masks and face shields were not in the <laughs> <laughs> So how do we get from, you know, trade shows being canceled, intense focus on the customer, to now start in this PPP, you know, PPE production. Well, I got to throw that over to Tyler to start off with because, um, you know, again, we're all scrambling around and then, uh, you know, one night, uh, you know, I got a text message or a call from Tyler and uh, he had this idea, you know, like, Hey, let's sew masks, you know? And uh, so Tyler, I don't know, man, like, like what, what were you thinking when that uh, came? We have a lot of sewing machines because, you know, we, we, we have these giant printers and we're printing uh, hanging signs and graphics and we have, you know, we have to seam all these together. So we had the sewing machine. So I don't know, Tyler, I don't know where the idea, where you came up with it, but he's the one who prompted it, you know, at that point. So, yeah, I was watching the news and I, you remember Carrickendale where we had uh, dinner at the first night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Training. Uh, so they switched all of their brewery capacity, like all their equipment and everything to brew hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking, I said, well, we got to look around in our, in our warehouse, you know, and you know, what could we provide to help out with the fight against COVID? And I said, all right, well, we've got a printer, we've got, uh, you know, the resources to get this cotton and to make it and to make it custom. And that, I mean, that's basically how I came up with the the, the, the initial idea. And then the face shields, uh, you know, same same deal. We've got all this material. We've got an outlet to get the actual face shields. You know, why not make some of these help people with COVID, fight it, and also help us, you know, uh, keep keep working, you know? Yeah. And to add to that, Colton, I will say, so, so this was the genesis of the idea. And these guys mobilized, I mean, immediately, man. They started ordering material. Uh, Mandy, I'm not sure how that all got ramped up internally, but they started ordering materials and started, you know, coming up with their plan, how they're going to do it. And just by coincidence, one of our biggest clients, Dover Corporation, um, you know, we uh, we bought 
they have a division that's a printing and identification uh, division, and we bought one of their one of their enormous wide format um, fabric printers to, to so we could print these hanging signs. And we have a we have a marketing meeting with them once a month where we bring all the marketing directors from all these different uh, you know uh, operating companies that Dover owns together. And on that call, somebody uh, you know the the VP of corporate marketing he showed a picture of one of the printers that MS Printing, which is a Dover business, was using to print masks. And when we saw that, we recognized that like that's our printer. Only it was a, it was the printer that's half the size of ours. So when we saw that, we were like, hey, look, not only can we sew these masks and and and, and do this but we can do custom branded masks. And so that just, that brought in a whole new dimension to it, you know? And so then, uh, you know, Andy, uh, Tyler, tell me what, what happened next. Cause all I know is I, I, I got a hold of you guys and said, Hey, look, you know, uh, these guys are using our printer, the impressed printer to print masks. So what happened next in, internally there? You know? yeah, Dale, if you don't mind me jumping in, I think you're getting onto something really interesting there. I mean, that, that custom branded, I know, you know, there are a lot of organizations out there who are pivoting and mobilizing to do masks and, you know, help mm-hmm. protect their people and as well as, you know, the greater community. Yeah. Um, but one of the things you don't see a lot of is that custom branded. And you're talking about this MS printer. I mean, Andy, I know you're really close to that. You mind getting into that technology a little bit? Because, I mean, to be able to, to print direct to a garment like that, that's something special. So, yeah. Yeah, I can elaborate on that. So we have a uh, MS4320 uh, grand format die sublimation machine, which gives us the ability to print up to 126 inches wide by an undetermined length really is whatever the material is we're going to run. In this process, what we're doing is we're going from a, a liquid to a solid and then from a solid to a gas. And in that process, with the fibers and the the materials, we're not actually laying ink on top of anything. We are actually dyeing the fibers in the when the woven in the woven materials, and it's never going to come out. You know, it's a hundred percent washable the minute it comes off the machine. Mm-hmm. So for us, you know, to look at that technology and to look at what we were using it for in in regards to the trade show world, um, we already had a supply chain for for the textiles and and the other materials that we needed like elastics and velcros and and the plastics the ppe plastics and centras and things that tyler's working on with other things so for us it was just identifying those materials and and beginning to source them which we already had supply chain to and getting them in house and then you know these guys started with several uh several templates that the cdc was putting out and what the regulations were for what they were saying was acceptable for uh, the, the general public versus the medical field. And we, uh, you know, we can only sew so many things. So then we started recruiting individuals that, that we had personal relationships with who were able to get us over the prototype stage as fast as we could to see which ones were most efficient and which ones were not going to work at all to get us started. And then beyond that, we've been looking at how to scale this into industrial uh, manufacturing so that, so that we can provide large quantities to masses who would need them regardless of what they're, what they're, uh, you know, you you kind of think about that and, and like just the entrepreneurial spirit there and thinking about all the assets you have. I mean, 
you know, Tyler, that's something that you were talking about is, is really reverse engineering that, that brewery's process and thinking about all the things that, that you guys have access to that are special to kind of create this product. Um, you know, it, Tyler, I know you were pretty close to kind of the ideation. So when we think about the mass specifically, um, what are the different things that, uh, you know, people be able to see and experience with these masks? Um, you know, what does the design look like? What are some of the features? Well, it's a hundred percent polyester on the outside, totally customizable with, uh, your logo on the, on, uh, what, or actually whatever you want. Uh, it's got a pocket on the, in, uh, on the inside where the elastic is. So you can put whatever filter you want in it. Uh, it's machine washable. It's a hundred percent made in America and it's, it's actually extremely comfortable. I've, I've been wearing mine for two weeks now washing it every uh every day and it's it's held up it's right here so it's all good uh, well and that rewashable too like thinking about how sustainable that is you know you don't have one you don't have to work through a bunch of disposables but you know also it's it's good for the environment it's going to help protect people i mean that's a a true win-win-win story for everybody um Mm -hmm. you know I, i know you had mentioned that that custom branding Um, And Dale, you had just talked about, you know, some of, you know, Dean Houston, you know, and we serve a lot of major leading manufacturers and talking about the connection there. Um, How that custom branded element, why is that so important for companies? Well, where that idea came up from on the custom branding was that, uh, you know, we started talking to our clients and just letting them know that we were doing this. And, uh, and just, again, as a creative agency ourselves, we started making some samples to show them. Well, naturally, we say, it's like, hey, when you do that, print their logo on that. So it developed into that. Then some of our creative people, they started coming up with other designs besides just logos and stuff. You know, like, for instance, kids aren't going to want to wear the company logo of their parents, you know, that the company they work with. Companies are going to buy these. So it helps their own employees know that the company is donating this, these to them. It makes them feel comfortable and confident in their company that they're taking care of their employees. But the employees then that they want, they need this for their families, you know, now they can use these masks. So the designers, our creative people started coming up with other ideas like robots and cupcakes and, you know, uh, dinosaurs and all kinds of other like really cool designs. And at that point then it just, it just keeps blossoming into everything because we can literally print anything on these, any design whatsoever. So, so that was kind of the genesis of the branding was so that companies, they're all seeking out ways that they can, can take care of the health and safety of their own employees first, you know? And so, so that's where the idea originally was spawned. Okay. Yeah. And I think that, that element of kind of having, you know, the, the cartoon designs or kid-friendly designs. I mean, I've got a little one myself, you know, and, and can't imagine him wearing something that was stodgy. You know, you got to make it fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's incredible that through this, you know, organically, we, you know, you've created the business mask, but then also an avenue to kind of get families and, and youth covered at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's an incredible way to mobilize there. You know, speaking of, you know, being even more agile, you know, I know we're also doing face shields, right? Um, you know, so that's another part of PPE that we pivoted to. I mean, I don't know what you gentlemen wants to cover that, but uh, mind telling us a bit about those? That was definitely Tyler's idea again. I think this guy's got like this, <laughs> this entrepreneurial inventor's brain or something, you know, because uh, 
you know, it's just so funny because you think the mask thing was a great idea. And then he comes back with like, hey, let's make these, uh, let's like make these face shields too. You know, it's like, and, you know, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, man. My first thought, Tyler, when you uh, presented that or whoever called me and told me about it, uh, I was thinking like, how in the world are we going to make face shields? And then within like two hours, they sent me a picture of one. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're already making these things, you know, <laughs> and they're, they're awesome, man. They look, they look great, you know? And uh, so, yeah, why don't you tell us about that? All right. I, I'd love to know that story more. Oh, man. Well, you know, we, we had a, a face mask call every day, and I was thinking, what else could we produce to help out with the fight and, and to keep people busy? And, you know, what do we have at our hands to help, you know? And, you know, we have thin gauge plastic that we usually print on for trade shows. We have Velcro, we have pop rivets, and we have double sided tape. Uh, so that's basically the mask. We ordered uh, some thin gauge FDA approved face shields uh, from a vendor. And uh, basically that, that's all it is with uh, some thin half, half inch foam uh, in between the mask and the forehead. So mm -hmm. and yeah, those, we, we just sold uh, 200 of those to, to, to a client. So th those are, those are doing well too. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Now the, the interesting thing, Colton, that you have to understand is, you know, uh, Andy's kind of the operations guy. So Tyler comes up with these ideas and then Andy's got to figure out how to mass produce them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my job's done. I'm like, all right, well, here's the idea. <laughs> hey, I love it, man. I love it. But these ideas, you know, we're looking at it and we're saying like, here we are, we're dead in the water, man. I mean, it's like, you know, what do we do? So we came up with a number of ideas. Like, you know, one of our first ideas was to create virtual trade shows. So that was one of the things we did first and because our team could still set up, you know, an entire trade show in, in our space. We got a 50,000 square foot uh, facility there and we have a place where we set up trade shows so our clients can come in and walk through them prior to sending them to the actual show. So that was one of our ideas. And then, and then the mask idea, then taking, you know, kind of looking at it, being bold and being creative. And what we said, and I, and I hear you, you even said it here at the beginning is, you know, one of our, one of our ideas is be eternally confident, totally fearless. And we emphasize that to all of our employees at Dean Houston, as well as at Exhibit Logistics. So the idea is, is that, you know what, if you can think it, we can do it. And this is, a, this is part of our culture, you know, and so people are coming up with these great ideas. And guess what? When you hear people say, like, you know, there are no bad ideas, there's no dumb ideas, we believe it. We actually live it, you know. And so when these ideas come up, you know, we pursue them, you know. And, and to Andy's credit, I mean, he, you know, with his organization, he's saying, like, yeah, let's do this thing. Let's see where this goes, man. And here are, here are several really great ideas that says, like, are we really dead in the water? Or are we just not looking at this from the right perspective? And these ideas that Tyler came up with, with the ones that Andy came up with, the whole idea of putting this all together now, our, this machine is running, man, and all of our people out there are being, they're really, really busy. And the nice thing about it is, is like we're keeping every single person employed. And that's a great thing, you know, right now. And, and we're helping people out, as Tyler keeps saying too, and we're helping people out in the cause, you know. So, uh, so anyway, that's, uh, for me, that's what gets, as you can tell, that's what gets me super excited. Uh, absolutely. And I think, you know, Tyler summed it up. I, I, I captured this because, I always do this. You know this already, Dale. I'm always thinking about what we're going to title this thing as we go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some real words of wisdom here. First thing you thought, Tyler, what do we have in our hands to help? 
And uh, that's, that's an incredible statement, you know, and, and I think that's something that uh, and one of the questions I was going to ask is what advice do you have for, for organizations that maybe now are facing a pivot or might have to in the future? And, and I think those simple words and what you expressed there, Dale, you know, it's a big part of it. Um, you know, talking about, you know, helping people, you know, I know part of, you know, this PPE push is also giving back to the community. Um, and I know that that's still a, a program and the specific details are, are in progress, but you guys have any notes or, or current status of how we're giving back as we're producing PPE? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can tell you, you know, right now, one of the ideas, you know, when we first started this thing, you know, we were going to, uh, you know, we were hoping that we could just, you know, keep our people busy making masks, donating these masks, you know, and this is one that we first came up with the idea. Um, you know, and then, you know, with the business completely drying up, it's like, well, you got to have the financial means to be able to do that, you know? So, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and it just doesn't fall out of the air. So we looked at it and said like, you know, for us to go out and when Andy first started sourcing, like getting all the material that, to, to make this and having it freighted in and shipped into us, um, you know, it's, it became very, very expensive and costly. So we said, okay, well, how can we still do this? because it's still important to us that we want to, we want to make sure we give back. So we started reaching out to our clients and saying, Hey, look, you know, for the, for the common cause, for the common good, we're going to invest in getting the material and, uh, and getting this machine running, get it converted over. It's going to cost an investment for us to do this right now. Everybody's in this, this liquidity preservation kind of mode, you know, and, and for the right reasons. And, uh, and so, you know, we're looking at that and we're talking to our clients saying, look, here's what we'll do. For every so many masks that you buy, we're going to donate, uh, you know, masks, uh, you know, to a certain percentage to the, uh, and I think we came up with, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, uh, you guys are out doing it. Like, so for every 10 masks we sell, we're donating one to a social cause, whether that's to the first responders, whether that's to families, whether that's to underprivileged, uh, you know, households, whatever it is, we're asking the client to tell us, where do you want the donation to go? We'll do that on, in your name, on your behalf. And we're going to donate these masks uh, to a good cause. So, so Andy and uh, Tyler, I'm, I'm not sure is that that's still the program that we're on. I know we're donating masks. I just don't know uh, if it's if it's one one to ten. Is that what it is right now? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you, you got it right. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, and we're also supporting some nonprofit organizations. You know, we offered uh, to to uh, you know provide masks for the Epilepsy Alliance of all. Ohio, uh, because, uh, you know, they have caretakers, they have these group homes, um, you know, they're having a hard time getting masks. We've also, uh, you know, uh, are, are offered and are going to provide masks for uh, the World Affairs Council of Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky. World Affairs Council is going to do this as a donation to other groups, and they're going to have groups of people come in and help sew the masks on their behalf, you know. So, uh, uh, so that's going to be, it's, it's actually, it's kind of a, a pay it forward, kind of an exponential, you know, uh, type of an effect right now. Colton. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's an incredible story, just, you know, how everything was mobilized and the fact that it's helping us protect jobs and protect our communities. I mean, this is one of the most, you know, obviously there's a lot of difficult things happening right now, but these are the types of stories that are, you know, incredibly inspiring and also yep. prove that, you know, even when times are dark, if we come together that uh, we can find bright spots. And, you know, I'd like to thank every single one of you guys for, for being instrumental into helping, helping us 
shift. Well, we've always been an organization like this, but but really amplify that here over the past. You know, if I can if I can add to that, one thing is is that I feel very grateful that we're in a position. And and again, I, I marvel at how these things happen. You know, it's like, you know, when we when we this this investment in this printing equipment is is a is is a big investment. You know, these are big industrial size printers and they're very, very expensive. And and you know, when we invested in this, you're thinking to yourself at the time, like, wow, I hope we're gonna be able to 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 make the payments on this thing. You know, we have to take out these huge loans and all this kind of stuff. And you're thinking about that at the time when you're doing regular commerce. It's funny how your mind, your mindset shifts when it comes into, hey, how can we mobilize to 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 help other people? And and it starts with first having people that think that way, just like Tyler and Andy. You know, their mindset was like, how can we help people rather than thinking about their own welfare? And then we just happen to be fortunate to have this equipment there. And it's like these things take care of themselves, you know, whenever you have that kind of mindset, you think that way, you know. And so I just feel very grateful that we're in a position to have made to be able to make this difference, you know. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of where my, my mind is on this whole thing. It still marvels me. If I'm a business and I'm looking to, to figure out how I can get it in, involved with this, or maybe I'm an, even, an individual looking for mass for my family, where should I go to start finding some of this information? Is there a, a website or something like that right now? Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, uh, we're, we're, we just launched a website called businessmasks.com, and that's business and then masks, plural.com. And, and on that, on that uh, landing page, it'll give you the information. It'll also give you, uh, you know, kind of a contact information form. And uh, when you submit that and send that in, hey, here's what I'm looking for, you know, this is what I want. Uh, you know, Tyler will uh, contact you right away. Um, you know, he's extremely responsive. And, uh, you know, he'll then work with you to understand what your needs are. And uh, we'll get that thing rolling. And uh, Tyler, you want to add anything uh, to that? No, I, I think you, you nailed it. I'm extremely responsive. I, you know, 15 minutes, I'll get back to you, I promise. But yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dale. Yeah, fantastic, man. And then, uh, then, then uh, Colton, then it gets thrown over to Andy. He's got to figure <laughs> out how to make it happen. That's right. <laughs> I got the easy job, you know. <laughs> so we got the good job, man. So uh, well, that note, Andy, since you're the last guy in the process, we'll give you the opportunity here. You got uh, any last words for the audience before we sign off? No, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a great thing that's happening, and you know, through this through this time of trouble, it's also the opportunity for us to look and see what we what we're capable of outside of our everyday, and engagements in business and personal. So, you know, who knows what the future will hold for us? You know, after going down this path, you know, but it's definitely going to open a lot more doors for us in, in regards to how we think about the equipment and what we have in house. Uh, you know, so proud of of these guys. But, you know, they'll tell you there are so many people behind the scenes that are working around the clock that are working super hard to make this happen. You know, we've got an ignore. We, we have an incredible, incredible team. And I mean, when when it comes down to it, you know, these guys, you know, they're they're going in every day. They're probably working harder than they ever did. And I thought the trade show business was was a very demanding business. But doing this 
is super demanding. They've got to get innovative. They've got to get creative and think about how to make these things happen. They've got to do it now. And every one of these guys, and Tyler and Andy will tell you that the, the team that's behind the scenes that's not on this show with you right now, they deserve so much credit for everything that they've done for us, you know, and, and for the people that they're helping. And so let's uh, let's recognize that it's a huge, huge team uh, as well, you know. So, a lot, I mean, across our whole enterprise, you know, I mean, this also engaged all of our designers, we have like 15 designers on in, in our company, you know, across our, our Cincinnati, our Chicago, our LA office, Nashville. I mean, all those people have come together for a common cause, for a common purpose. It's one team, one mission, everybody uh, going after this thing. And so, you know, as I keep thinking about it, it's like this, I mean, it's a whole company-wide effort right now. And there's so many people involved. It's, it's just great to see. And okay. well, I don't know what else I can say to close it. <laughs> but, uh, no, you know, again, I, I appreciate you guys and, and yeah, the, the whole greater team too. Um, you know, it's, it's been inspiring to watch. I've been, you know, lucky enough to be a little bit of a part of it in, in this conversation. And, um, you know, I, I really look forward to seeing how that goes. Uh, and, and again, to the audience out there, thanks for listening to the third episode of Inspire. Um, if you've been inspired and, you know, want to figure out how maybe you can source or, you know, participate in this mask initiative, that's businessmask.com. And uh, we look forward to talking to you all again soon. Thank Great. You. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thank See you. Ya.